No 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 On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. What up, though? Welcome to my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Rejects. Fucking Rejects, it's your girl Constance Patton, and welcome to my show. Hey, how you doing? Where are you? I'm on the road again. I'm uh, currently in Detroit, Michigan still. You know how I do. I'll pull up to a city and like not leave. Those weird sounds are my mom upstairs moving around her furniture. So I'm like chilling in the basement, being weird as fuck, keeping it weird, you know, like they do in Austin. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Welcome back. Got a great show today. Had Jessica Kara Moore, the wonderful poet, creator, musician. Uh, this is a, my for my four-part series, But I Love It Here, in four parts, Voices of Detroit. And uh, welcome to my new listeners. I got a ton of listeners from last week's episode featuring Elzai, who's one of my favorite artists, definitely one of the best MCs to ever do it. I Fight me, shit. And uh, yeah, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, you can check it out on um, wherever you listen to podcasts, Anchor FM. I know with Anchor, you don't have to subscribe. You can go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you want to get your words. Telling these stories. We worldwide, baby. Thank you for everybody that's been listening, supporting, giving me kind words. I'm like out on the Detroit streets and people are like, yo, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, shit. So this really thing, this thing has a reach and I'm, I want to thank everybody that's involved. Yeah. So, yeah. You been to Detroit yet? It's different, huh? It's a cool city, though. It's like I went through all these stages of like mourning because of the change and gentrification, which is happening all over anyway. Um, and now I'm kind of like, OK, we're adults here. Shit changes. I lived in Brooklyn for the last 14 years, and it's certainly changed. My neighborhood's changed. Your neighborhood's changed, blah, 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 blah. And you know what's cool about Detroit is there's a lot of people here that have been creating and never left. You know, like this kid over here, like I was out of here. 
real early. But I always left, like when I left, I was like, okay, I'm going to go learn all this stuff, travel the world, get a toolbox, and then come back to my city and contribute, which is what I'm doing here now. So it's been a really powerful couple weeks. I've been plugged into some of the dopest people that I ever could have met. You know me, I'll pull up on you like, what you doing? What y'all doing? Uh, hi, my name is Constance Patton. I'm an artist. Uh, what you doing? <laughs> Which is what I did. And I got some really great work out of it. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, before we get into it, I'm going to talk my shit. Uh, yeah, man, we worldwide as a motherfucker. So I'm going to do a really quick, quick roll call for all the people that are listening across the world and this beautiful thing that we are doing. What up, Puerto Rico, and of course, the United States of America, our best friends, Canada, and our cousins, the Netherlands, Serbia, Ireland, the UK, Croatia, Egypt, Republic of Korea, South Korea, freaking Croatia's on my list again, Switzerland, Germany, fucking Austria, Australia, Spain, Spain, Brazil, South Africa, what up, though? Go ahead and leave me a voicemail through Anchor FM, which is another one of my sponsors. And it's real easy. You might even get your story featured on my podcast. I want to hear you. What are you doing? This shit is dope. So uh, a little about me, in case you don't know, you're new or you're old and you love when I repeat stories to you, baby, right? I'm a girl from Detroit, Michigan, and I moved to Brooklyn, New York, 2005. I've been there making work creating paintings, sculptures, music, working alongside some really dope people, super punk rock styles, but I could be a little bougie sometimes. Um, and I'm in Detroit City right now doing a four-part series, or very much an oral history project, which is just collecting stories. Uh, so tell me a story. I'm gonna tell you some stories. Actually, I'm just facilitating people telling their own stories. We kick it, talk shit. Super like uh, high stakes, low stakes. They're gonna take it where they want to, you know, go back and listen. This is episode lucky 13, and you can kind of go back and listen to all the good stuff. They're all dope. I've just really been um, super lucky and blessed to be in the circle with all these dope individuals creating shit in Detroit, Los Angeles, and New York City, baby. So drop me a line. But um, yeah, so I got to sit with Jessica, who literally looks like my sister. We had, we've known each other for years, but I left. So a lot of people left, they stayed in Detroit because of course you gotta keep the brain power here. That's what a couple of my friends said when I was like, wow, you're like so dope. You know, what were you, you you're gonna stay here in Detroit? And that was young me and um, kind of the, my friends had the foresight to know like somebody gotta stay here and do some shit. So a lot of my friends have been staying here doing really wonderful work. And I just wanted to kind of like collect their stories and create an archive of what the fuck is going on right now because you know that shit is gonna change. Like in 15 years, it's gonna look way different. Like I've been telling my cousins, uh, hey Paris, who Paris actually bought his house. Buy a house, buy some land, just fucking buy it. Like you don't even know what's gonna happen. It's so expensive in Brooklyn right now. It's like wild, it's wild. You gotta be wealthy or lucky and I'm the latter. So I got my little, little uh, rinky-dink-ass apartment, but it's on the water, it's rent stabilized, if you know what that is, and I'm protected, but it's real hard out here. So definitely, if you are in your city and you're afraid of the changes that are coming being pushed out, because before, you know, motherfuckers are all going to the suburbs, 
And now their kids are coming to the cities because the suburbs are, well, guess what? Boring as fuck. I, I mean, it's cute. Don't let me judge you. You know what I mean? You don't, I don't know you. Maybe I know you. I just know that I'm out here, like, in the boonies. <laughs> and it, it's a literal 40-minute drive to Detroit. Like, for real, 40-ass minutes. Which is, you know, it's okay for me visiting. But surely, if I was staying out here, it wouldn't really make sense for the stuff that I'm trying to do. So, um, yeah, buy some land. You know, you could pop a tent on it. Who fucking knows? Do whatever you want to. And um, yeah, just like kind of contribute. If you're moving to these new cities, contribute, meet your neighbor, you know, go see what's going on. And now that this is what it is and this stuff is all changing, let's, uh, let's do something cool together. So in Detroit, it's been really dope. I showed up here for the, uh, it's called Movement. To me, it's still diff in my heart because I'm old and hard headed. They used to be called the Detroit Electronic Music Festival and it featured, of course, techno, which is, uh, the music of Detroit, man. It's like the sounds of Detroit. Of course, we have like hip hop, punk rock, and all those wonderful, of course, Motown, hello. But techno was something that was so common that we didn't call it anything. I think when we were like 17-ish, we started calling it ghetto tech, but these are the sounds that we grew up listening to. You know, DJ Assault, people like that. And uh, this weekend, oh, not this weekend, last weekend, actually two weekends ago, because my ass is still here. Uh, the Movement Festival happened, and it was, it was spectacular, man. It was people from all over the world here. Fucking Gucci Mane performed, which is so crazy that such a high-profile hip-hop act is, is here, but it just kind of, like, denotes the change that's happening here. So for this four-part series, the first part featured Elzai, the fucking master of words. He, he'll, he's one of my homies. Sometimes we'll be talking, and he'll just say, like, the most beautiful sentence about getting coffee. And then I got to speak to another wordsmith, Jessica Caremore, followed up next week by Nick Speed. I want to do the voice because he, he started out at four years old being winning a DJ contest and he, he was doing like impressions like Detroit basketball. And then I got to interview the wonderful, delightful, fucking gorgeous creator, writer, Documentary, Imani Mixon, she's, she's like, you know, young John out here doing it, so we're rounded up nicely. So this is my second part of the series, and thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. You can reach out to me at ConstancePatton at gmail.com. You can uh, go to my Instagram. It's fucking rejects, but I had to censor it, you know, because they don't let you, like, put fucking. So it says F asterisk C-K-I-N-G rejects. On Instagram, I'm not on Facebook. I don't know, do you want me to be on Facebook? Maybe I will, I don't really wanna be on it, but I'm not, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe I should join Twitter, I probably actually will. You probably don't need to hear this part, but I'm leaving it in, cause fuck it. I don't um, edit much out of this, much to some people's chagrin, but when you guys have your podcast, I promise I'll listen to it, you know, and uh, give you feedback that you don't wanna hear too. Boop, boop, boop. Yep, so thanks for listening. But um, before, I just want to introduce Jessica. It was so dope. She literally is like gorgeous, part of the tribe, Cherokee woman, just fucking the craziest energy. And it was wonderful to sit with her in her new home. She made, well, she didn't make them, but she put cookies on the table. We had tea, talk shit for about an hour. 
And while she was wrangling her son into studying, so it was like, that was really cool for her to let me in. I literally was like at Wajid's um, pop-up record store at uh, Underground Resistance over in Detroit. And somebody was like, oh, you know Jessica? And I was like, oh, kind of, like I don't really know her. I ain't really like sat down with her. And then she fucking walks in, like literally, I mean, like 30 seconds later, she walks in smelling good and looking fine as hell. I was like, oh my God, hey. <laughs> I just, just spoke your ass up. And so it was really great to reconnect. I'm gonna definitely be following her around. She'll be at the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival. I will be pulling up and I'll be doing some recordings while I'm there. So look out for that. It's for Black Women's Rock, um, supporting Black women, rock artists, musicians that are doing the shit just like they're doing this like grassroots. Uh, I think Betty Davis is gonna be there. They did it in honor of Betty Davis. But if you listen to the interview, she'll talk all about it. Yeah, so Jessica Caremore, she's a publisher. She had more black press where she published Saul Williams' first book. She's published Danny Simmons, uh, Amir Baraka. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really beautiful, beautiful woman doing out, doing really great shit out here. She's like really a wordsmith. She said Talib Kweli is her best friend and send her beats. And I think that is highly dope. What's up Talib Kweli? Big fan. She talks about being in Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn Moon. Mike over there, that's when she got her start before winning the Apollo five times in a row. Death Poetry, she's dope as fuck. She has an upcoming project called Salt City, a techno choreo poem. It is running in Detroit, opens up on the 13th of June, and it runs the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Go check it out. It's at the Charles H. Wright's Museum, and it was written and conceived by Jessica Caramore. So check that shit out. It's only 10 or 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. Just go and support the team. We out here doing really great stuff in Detroit, and you know, you'll kind of get a real feel of, of, of what's happening here. You know, it's techno city, baby. So thanks for listening. Drop me a line. I love you. So rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell me. Shit, what do you think? Let me know. You can find me on Instagram at fuckingrejects. You can email me. You can fucking call me if you got my phone number. So shoot me a text because I'm probably not going to answer, but I love you. All right, let's do the show. Bam, bam. No, I be I'm like a fan. I'm always like I always be seeing you doing your stuff. I'll do the Roybus. That's that's my favorite. Yeah. Roybus is that that dealio. I think that I wasn't able to get this thing started because I was nervous. Because today I got Jessica Caremore on the throw. Checkity check 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 check. Kendra was so funny. She was I asked her to just speak into the mic so I can hear it and she she did a whole vocal warm-up. She was like, ha la 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 la. Like she did the whole thing. It was hilarious. I'm just happy to be here. Like I've been spending so much time in my friends' houses. Yeah. Yeah. I slept on uh, Corona's couch two nights ago. I love her. You want a cookie? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I always want cookies. I never am gonna say no to cookies. Whatever I believe in. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, these are the bomb. Thank you. These yay. are the bomb. I'm cookies. like, hey, somebody's here. Let's, let's eat cookies. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, let me hear you. Will you pull it a little closer to yes. yourself? You one, two, mic check. One, two. I won't do what Kendra did. <laughs> Wait, like, la 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 what up, though? What up, though? What, what up, up though? though? Mike, check, check, check. One, two, one, two. Yay. What up, though? I, mean, I should have used our Detroit cup. I got Detroit all over the place. I got like a You Detroit are Detroit. This is Detroit. Oh, my God. I pulled up like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is a real house on it's a beautiful a real block. House. Yep. Boston Edison. Yep, yeah. yep. Thank you. So I'm sitting here with Jessica Caremore. Welcome to fucking Rejects. I love it. I love the title. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah for sure. Fucking Reject in my own way. But, you know, by choice. That's yeah, yeah. really great. You You're know a rebel. I mean? Yeah, just a decision not to be a part of, not to be plugged in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Detroit is an interesting place, as you know. Like, I just mm -hmm. bought this house in, in Boston, Edison. You have to sign my guest book. I have a guest book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Book. And I was in Corktown for eight years. And I've been gone. I was living, as you know, in New York for a long time in Atlanta. And I had this baby. And uh, 10 months into... And being on the planet, I decided that I needed to come home. Oh. And yeah, and I wanted to go back to New York. When I first started leaving Atlanta and returning back to where I began, I actually mm -hmm. thought about going to New York first yeah. because I had become such a New Yorker. Yeah. And New York is like my second home. Oh, and yeah. I love it. But then I was like, I needed my family. And I was like, I need to go home. You were around my mother. Yeah. And so I came home. I expected to be here like a second. Mm -hmm. You know, you come home like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be home. I'm going to go chill out for like a year with my I'm going to go check on everyone. Check on everybody, yeah. like figure out what, and I'm going to go back to Brooklyn, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, I realized there was something happening in this place. And because I had always done shows here over the 12 years I was gone, but I had never, you know, I had never stayed more than like three days or a week, right. like holiday kind of stuff, and that my family would have dinner. It was real mm -hmm. special when I didn't live here. Now I live here, I'll never see them. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I should go away so they can be like, oh, let's have dinner together. We miss you. <laughs> so yeah, it's indeed to come home and like really, and that this was a big decision for me because I've really been thinking about leaving, you mm -hmm. know, because for all kinds of different reasons, just boredom and just wanting, mm -hmm. I'm a gypsy. And so mm -hmm. I've moved several times as living here. I lived at the Lofts and Merchant Row. Nice. I lived at Woodbridge and then I moved to Corktown and kind of got settled in Corktown for like eight years, which is crazy. Um, which is like, you know, new, this is gentrified kind of neighborhood. Yeah, they were kind of like, because um, I remember Eric, I've known Eric for about 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he had just got that house over there. Okay. In Corktown. In Corktown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's still there. He's like up in there. Yeah. And um, it was gentrifying then. Yeah. That area. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful neighborhood. It, it was a little bubble. My son King basically grew up in Corktown. Okay. Um, and I wanted him to experience a black neighborhood in Detroit. Mm -hmm. I grew up on the west side and went Where to about? Cody High School. Ward and Tyerman. Okay. Right on the border of Dearborn. Tyerman. Wow. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. Deep mm -hmm. west side girl. And Walked to St. Alphonsus to go to school. Then my mother left my father, and we lived on different places. Hayden, Evergreen, Jury mm -hmm. Road, all that kind of stuff. And ended up walking up Jury Road to get to Cody okay. for four years. And you went, went to Cody? Cody? I went to Cody High wow. School. Yeah, I went you to are Detroit. I'm a Cody Comet. Yeah, yeah. Did not go to Cass or Renaissance. <laughs> I went to regular Cody. I loved Cody. Cody, like, completely changed my life. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was a really good decision. Detroit public schools actually weren't completely destroyed at that time. Yeah. And so you could actually get a decent education and go mm -hmm. to college coming out of DPS. Yeah, uh, yeah. Had some decent teachers, English teachers. We had a bomb drama department, like Troop Days Art. My drama teacher, Susan Story, is responsible for introducing me to Entozaki wow. Shange. Wow. Who became one right. of my biggest influences on my work outside of uh, Sonia Sanchez mm -hmm. and 
the last poets and Gil Scott right. Heron and then Ray Baraka. I mean, there's yeah, other yeah. people, of course, you know, Hakeem Adabuti. And, but Intazaki was, writing-wise, was like, it just kicked me in my ass in a way where I was like, oh, poetry doesn't, sounds like that. It's mm -hmm. not just Emily Dickinson. Right. It's not just Robert Frost and Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. It's not just dead white boys. Mm -hmm. Like, there's black women that write really gangster like yeah. this. And so, yeah, Susan Story, I mean, to this day, I always give her a shout because she... Changed my life. There's no drama department at Cody anymore. There's no drama department in most of the in many schools. schools. Yeah, none of them. Detroit School of the Arts probably one yeah. of the few. You know, I think well because I went to uh, Detroit Public School starting in the fifth grade, okay. sixth grade. Then I went back to Vernon mm. Public Schools, and then mm. I went back to Detroit Public Schools. So it was like a back and forth. Yeah, and it was crazy because I play violin. I I was um, uh. like a fucking orchestra nerd. I wanted to play the trumpet or the drums. Yes. And my grandma's like, no, here's a violin. <laughs> it's right. been in the family. You're yeah, going to learn it. And my that. mom played too. Okay, he yeah. plays. Well, he played. Yeah, so, yeah. but it's, yeah, he, yeah, it's, I'm, you know, I was like second chair in this huge orchestra Beautiful. with all these white girls and they were super mean to me. It was, it was a very sure. kind of weird, and weird pretty, experience. And you got a violin and you probably played better than all of them. I was, yeah, I was, I won, mm -hmm. um, I did all the festivals, did, did Blue Lake camp, okay. like music camps. And, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to play in the Disney orchestra. I know that's right. You know, I'm going to go to Juilliard and play in the Disney orchestra, wow. you know, and I had a quartet and it was crazy dealing with being a black girl playing mm. classical music and being trained in classical music was really crazy because they were mad. Oh, they wow. were fucking that mad. That you were just there. That yeah, were they were existing. mad that I was there and that I was wow. better than them, wow. you know? And it was like, um, I remember when I, I moved to Minnesota for one year in 10th grade, my mm. dad went out there and I was like, I got to get away from my mom, you know? Yeah. So I like went to Minnesota right. and there was, it was, they had a pretty good orchestra and I was like, you basically, when you join, you're last, you have to like... Uh, do competitions. You wow. you challenge the person in the chair in front of you. You had to get the spot. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then you you know challenge them. So I ended up second chair. But the mm. the girl that was Beautiful. first chair, she I was better than her. But she was like this blonde girl, Shut and um up. I was in the tenth grade and she was in the twelfth grade. So I challenged her many mm. times, and and I knew all her parts. I knew everyone's parts, and. The the mm. the conductor was like, well, we're gonna let her keep the space. The, even though you won, we're gonna let her keep the space. You know, cause she's older. I was like, cause she's she's a blonde white girl. Like, come That's on, you know. And I was such a kid, and and really wow. like when I was uh, seventeen, I I stopped. I mean, I, I left high school because it had nothing else to, else to offer. After I was like, I'm not gonna play in the orchestra. They were completely you know, hostile towards me. But, oh, you know, now I'm like, oh, I see just what it is. And yeah. it sucks, though, because it just is so discouraging. But it was crazy because going to Detroit Public Schools, right? we, those, there were some girls that were bomb. They were better than me. Like, uh, yeah. this girl, Shanice, she was, like, way better and than strings. me. Yeah, strings. Okay, you have to play now. the violin. We but, used to have those things in Trevor. We used to have band yeah. and drama and art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't have instruments anymore. I mean, I had an instrument, and then my grandmother, she had me in uh, lessons. Like, right. every week I had private lessons and everything. But those kids, it was like, you got to compete with the kids in the suburbs. So I go back to Ferndale, and it's like, you know, you have resources. In Detroit, we didn't have enough books to share in class, you Come know? On. So it's, that's curious. it's, like, interesting that you say that before it was you can yes. actually... You know, the something. arts were a part of it, which makes sense because we were in Detroit. Yeah, it makes sense. That it, it's a, it it's makes a zero sense city. that right now my son is 12 and he's an artist and he plays, he played violin for many years, plays piano now, mm -hmm. makes music, writes poetry, and there's no school for him. There's not one school for him in the city. There's no K through 12 
There's no K through 12. Now, how about just K through 8? No music. They're no taking mu- it no out. No art focused <sighs> school. That's on purpose. I'm not art focused curriculum. Detroit School of the Arts is the only one. And my sister is, uh, is the new principal over there, Mayawa. So I'm hoping that there's going to be a shift where they can be competitive yeah. across the country. Because right now they haven't been in over the past few years. Even though some great musicians I know Absolutely. came out of DSA and went on to Wayne State. And mm-hmm. I play with some of those people now. Mm-hmm. And so there's the possibility there. Mm-hmm. And some places still have music departments and bands, but it's not like it it's was. Different. The battle of the bands here was good. Yeah, like Cody yeah. versus McKenzie versus that, King. I, I wish. What? Oh, uh, my gosh. It was I had a, no it idea. Was some, it was a good time. It was a good time to grow up in Detroit. And so so here I am, you know, like an, an artist in the city trying to raise my son, who's also an artist in the city. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out a way to make it Well, you're it doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it with the resource. I'm using the resource that is myself. I use yeah. the resources that the King gets to be connected to Mike Banks and mm-hmm. Nick Speed and yeah. John Dixon. And he's got Stacey Hotwax and different people. All the artists I know are kind of the community. He's the community kid around okay. that the arts. And so, and he's a Night Arts one, a winner. You know, he's nice. won for a program he created for kids 12 and under. The 12 and under, super cool poetry open mic. That's awesome. So he made history with that. That's awesome. Yeah. He's so like, he's carrying yeah. it on. So he's he doesn't need the classroom. Yeah. You know, but it's but the the one thing that is fortunate is because he had you, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, he needs the social dynamic though. Like, yeah. yeah, we get sick of each other. You know, he's a very high strung child. <laughs> and um, so right now I'm in the middle of, of uh, producing two big events, actually. Okay. Uh, um, Salt City, which is a techno choreo poem that I've been working on. I workshopped it at Spelman for the last four years. Oh, Aku Kadogo. Aku Kadogo was the woman in yellow in okay. Color Girls. Oh, okay. So it's very okay. full circle um, choreo poem history. Like uh, in Marlise Yerby, who choreographed Rent, is uh, also nice. co choreographing and directing with Aku. So I brought these powerhouse women are on, are on board mm-hmm. to make this thing a reality. And I wanted to write a story about a black girl who makes it to the future mm-hmm. and can't find her tribe. Okay. And it's about it's all techno, so it's all. It would have been amazing to premiere the weekend of movement. Mm-hmm. Maybe so next we, year though. No, no, we want. Well, maybe if they'll if they'll actually bring a theater piece. Yeah. I would like them to think bigger. Yeah. And think and stretch. There's space for it here, and people are really open for it. Detroit's it is having a renaissance. Yeah. You know, and I mean, with it's it's kind of complicated because yeah. you know there is the aspect of you know everywhere is being gentrified. Of course. I mean, my family's in Compton. It's yeah. It's gentrified. Yeah, of course. I you love know, Compton. everywhere. I love Compton. It's yeah, beautiful. it is beautiful. It's gorgeous. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like tricky, but this is a yeah. time where it's interesting, you know, though, that people use the word renaissance. I can't say that it's it becomes weird for me because yeah, I, yeah because there's the artists have always been here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why you know John Dill, Jay Dilla is who he is and how, how he shaped New yeah. York <laughs> and how he's sure. like completely. Created a sound, right? Yeah, and he has a whole yeah. Jay Dilla, and but there's a countless others from jazz to yeah. hip hop to poetry to the literary arts, broadside press. You know, Naomi Long Magic. I mean, you know, Don. You know, I mean, it's like it's not Dudley Randall. It's not. We're not new. Like nope. the, the black arts thing. Oh, we've well, been just here. Say, well, black yeah. arts. Yeah. We ain't new. Maybe the the new kids coming are just mm-hmm. figuring out that there's something very special in this yeah. city. And so, I think it's only renaissance for people who aren't from here, or people yeah. who are have been away and coming back and go, oh, there's some new restaurants. Well, that yeah, that but that doesn't new like new restaurants and Wi-Fi doesn't make it a renaissance. Mm-hmm. Like it truly is the artists and the mm-hmm. community. 
people and the voices and the painters and yeah. the poets and the and the music comes out of this place that makes it a Renaissance place. So we've always been been a Renaissance. And that's and waiting, yeah, that's how I feel. Like right? I guess when I say Renaissance for me, it was like when I left, I was very conscious yeah. of the fact that I was leaving and there was a lot going mm. on. And I made a decision like, okay, am I gonna stay here? Because my mm. friend Khalid, he was like, well. You know, I was like, why don't, why don't you go and do these things? He was like, but we got to keep the brain power here. Also, yeah. uh, uh, Ill said that as well. Yeah, somebody, you know? somebody yep. got to be not for sale. Yeah, someone <laughs> has to stay here. And so I, so for me, it's like, um, I'm seeing all these people like you. Yeah, all, all you got, YG, you know. Even Dream. Dream, we got a place here. Like, yep, you know, that, are, like, that are here and has stayed and kind of are the, the people that are the tastemakers and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of doing these really great things because you've been here. Yep. And, and when I left, I was like really weirded out that people didn't know about Detroit and that what was happening. So yeah, certainly like we when people are like, Oh, I left 2005. Yeah. Oh, I was 22. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You've been here for a minute. Mm -hmm. Cause yep. I left in 95. Yeah. So I was, and I came back in 2006. Okay. So I came, we missed each other. Left, yeah. I came back. <laughs> so I, I came, picked up the torch. So I came back. Yeah. When it was like, you know, the people, there weren't any more 4 million people to me, whatever, in yeah. the city. I was like, where are the people? That's where I was looking for. I was like, yeah. well, it was a population change. Yeah. I was like, where are people at? Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, I was mm -hmm. used to like way more people like everywhere. Yeah. And that was, I think, the biggest difference I saw. Because I had always seen abandoned buildings and things like that. Um, Eastside was pretty... I mean, well abandoned after the riots. Yeah. They didn't really build it up, no. back up. Well, enough, it's kind so. of like, um, well, Detroit is super green. It's just been kind of reclaimed yeah. by nature in a way. And yeah. so even when I think about when people are like, oh, it's abandoned or... Uh, I'm like, no, it's fucking not. First of all, we drive. First yeah, of all, yeah, like, yeah. Ain't a, you know, and um, we drive. We drive, right. and also, you know, the idea of progress itself. I think, and mm. and moving forward, I think in our society means, oh, there's tall buildings going up. But for me, I'm like, well, my grandma lived in Brightmore. There's creeks and shit over there. That's right. There's like yeah. legit canopies and, Beautiful. you know, and also these homes that have been abandoned, but the, the people in the neighborhood have painted them That's right. without any outside influence. Yep. You know, it's just they've been doing Decided. gardening, things they've always done. My yep. grandmother's garden, you know. Oh, and gardens, and gardens are not new. That's just No, we've always me. done it. <laughs> we always have apple trees. Like we yeah, had apple cherry trees. trees. We had grains, blackberries, apples, all those things are not new to Michigan. I remember years ago doing uh, Michelle Martin's NPR show, and I was like, well, you know, we know how to grow a tomato. Yeah. Like, all of us got a grandmama or mm -hmm. auntie or somebody that was had a garden. Yeah. So it's not new, and it's not it's not even strange that we're on the forefront of, like, urban gardening. Right. I said, of course we are, because we're Michigan. Because we we're already land. doing it. Yeah, and you have a lot of space. You have yeah. the land and the space, so it's, it's really... Yeah, it's really weird um, now being here this weekend. Mm -hmm. is I'm very, I'm very grateful to be here. So I'm very bad. grateful. To thank you for your, for inviting yeah. me to your beautiful new home. Thank you. It's so pretty. Wait till, wait till I have the paintings on the wall. It's okay. gorgeous. Thank it's you. like so colorful. It looks like Frida Kahlo, but like in Detroit. <laughs> yes. You know. I love it. I can't like, wait. I'm gonna have salons in my house, so I'm building a patio in the back. Wonderful. And when I get it settled for real, and which is taking me a couple more months. I'm gonna have like my first thing, and yeah, I want to host like artists yes. and, and entrepreneurs in the yes. city, so to be like a balance of like a couple people to set up vending spaces, and then mm -hmm. we honor and pay money and take care of an artist in the sure. community, right? And then we have like intimate spaces, so mm -hmm. to be like an invite only. Having to figure out how I'm gonna figure it out, but I want it to be like a a really fresh thing that like people would talk about years yeah, from now. Yeah, totally. So, That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you got to have a seeds. space, then you might as well open it up a little bit. I'm definitely like... And there's something people. about, like I said, like being in a home, Um, it's so special and it's lost. Like my homegirl, Leola, mm -hmm. she's a painter in, okay. in New York. She's one of my best friends. And mm -hmm. 
some like she came to my house and we just like I don't even really smoke cigarettes, but we were like, you want to get some cigarettes, you know? And like we yeah. like had some cigarettes. We were like drinking coffee, talking Whatever. shit Sometimes in my back. Just do that. Yeah, we were just like talking, talking. We were just like sitting right. sideways, talking. talking straight, you know. I love it. And um and it so I really have been enjoying this trip because I've been mm. in my friends' homes. In homes. Yeah, and nice? now like meet me at the thing and go. We're gonna order and it's like where are we yeah, gonna meet sit me at the coffee house. Yeah, yeah that's what I, was, I don't like, want to do that. I thought about it because I was like my house isn't unpacked already for guests yet. I was like what? Nah, it's a it's alive over. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah much respect. So you're you are based in Detroit. Can you um, tell me about yes. where you come from? The West Side? Yeah. Oh, I grew up on the West Side. I grew up on mm -hmm. Ward and Tyerman. Uh, went to Cody High School. Before that, all-white Catholic school, St. Alphonsus and Dearborn. Okay. Um, my, my daddy was my hero. My mother was quiet, mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. but strong. Uh, there was four of us in the house, but I have five brothers. And you have five brothers? There's five older there brothers. There are eight of you guys? Yeah, there's eight, eight, eight of my daddy. My daddy had eight, and the last four are my mothers. Okay. So my daddy was older than my mother. So okay. he had grown kids. I had like my brother Billy could be my dad. He's so much older than me. And my brother mm -hmm. Ed. And they're like, so my daddy's from Huntsville, Alabama at okay. Madison. And uh, who's passed on. But my mother's from, was born in Wolverhampton, England. It was grew up in Canada. Oh, okay. So he went and found her in Canada and brought her over here. Oh. In the middle of race riots and all kinds of shit. And wow. so um, Black Tea, my album that Talib put out in 2015, yeah. Is that name is the result of a homage to my mother and father? That's wonderful. Yeah, so I grew yeah. up on a, a big, noisy West Side block full of kids who mm -hmm. are like I know all. I, I just I still know all the kids on my block: yeah. Yeah. Gary Alexander and the Whitney. What up, and though? What up, though? To all them, the Ward Street crew. Like I'm actually yeah. working on a series of um, vignettes on Ward Street because it's a really special block that I grew mm -hmm. up on, and I really was able to be a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm watching my kid, like you know, King in seventh grade at this really demanding school and I'm just like God, seventh grade wasn't that hard for me because no. it just wasn't you know we got we, education was important but like so was play yeah. so was interaction mm -hmm. and like I see these kids are not interacting and so I, I mean we stayed outside I stayed outside I jumped fences we weren't even allowed in the house it was like we didn't want to be in. There was no such yeah, thing. Yeah, we that. were like oh, we were kind of like a bike gang. We just basically yes, like bike gang. Yeah, oh, I had a pink panther. Yeah. I had a pink panther bike. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, pink seat. I was killing everybody. Yeah. All yes. you did is like pick up your friends and check in. And that's it. it. Like... And I had brothers, so we I could we could ride out late because Mark yeah. and Johnny were older than us, so we could Johnny would ride us all out to Hemlock Park. And so it's funny. But I grew up and people don't know this. Well, a lot of people outside of Detroit don't sure. know that we have the biggest air population. It's outside of the Middle East. Is in Detroit. I yeah, yeah. Detroit. Right, right mm -hmm. in Dearborn. So I grew up in that line of retirement. So I grew up going to park with a lot of Arab kids. Mm -hmm. So I grew up around Muslims and Chaldeans and, you know, very So I knew that Arabs were also Christian. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, okay. Not everybody's a Muslim. Not everyone's Muslim who's Arab. And so just being, growing up with those children was real. A real and then Polish kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. Detroit's got a lot of Polish. We have a really Polish. diverse um, yeah. Like population here, yeah, more than people realize. Yeah. They think it's very yeah. black and white, but it's. I've been. I grew up in a in Corktown where King has been. I mean, that's Southwest Detroit, really. Yeah, it I is. mean, you know, Corktown Mexican is whatever, town. but yeah. it's Mexican town. That's I why I love it because it is of, great over there. You know, Western International. Shout out to my school. I do. I mentor about sixty kids over okay. there with a dream with a dream team, and to have a really. They're working on their third mural on the third floor. They're doing a freedom mural on the third oh, floor cool. for the freshman class. Are the are the kids doing it? Are they? Yeah, being the like, kids yeah. are doing it with Sabrina Nelson, who's my lead muralist. Oh, that's an awesome! Amazing human who I would love for you to meet. Yeah, I would love here. to. Yeah, I did some mural sister. work at a, a Brooklyn uh, Theater Arts High School, which is a theater school in Brooklyn. It used to be See, called uh, South Shore, cool. and it was like five schools now, but it used to be this giant. Giant wow. school and, and David Ward. What's up, David? I love him. Oh He's God. a principal and he, he brought exist? me in. Yeah, still there. And Can we my did son um go? I need to send if you. he's in Brooklyn. 
Visa yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. yeah I, I mean, we did like mural week. projects with the kids, <laughs> and um, it was really about mm -hmm. beautification and taking over the space. And, that's and, what I'm talking about. I claim know. it, yeah, because it's their mm -hmm. school. As I tell the kids that school is yours. Yeah, it's yours. It's your school. Mm -hmm. So I'm a West Side girl all day, you know what I'm saying? And um, and it's weird because I'm like right up the street from where my daddy lived before he died. You know, mm -hmm. So I'm like right back up in a Detroit. Because I haven't lived, like, living in Corktown has been like a bubble. So this, I feel like now I'm back in like kind of downtown, but yeah. close to the West Side, Detroit, like right in the middle. Yeah, this and is it, a great space. It feels good. Yeah, because West Grand Boulevard is right there. Yeah. You know, so Submerge is right there. Mm -hmm. Like, that energy is there. Motown Museum is right there. Downtown is just a hand, a hand, you know, pull away. And so it's... Yeah, yeah it it's, took me nine minutes to drive from downtown. Yeah, it's nothing. I was like, this is great. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's a, and it's, but it's a way enough where it could be quiet. Because mm -hmm. I need the stillness to write, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing here. Like, you know, the reason why... And it's funny because a painter friend of mine, Shades, who's one of my dear friends here, is a, a really a well-known graffiti artist. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know... People think Detroit is loud, but it's actually really a quiet place. It is. You know, I mean, some, sometimes you can hear a gunshot or two, depending on what you at. Yeah. But truly, it's kind of quiet. Yeah. And, and people are so very can, kind can, here. Yeah, and I can write. Yeah. I, and I need the, like, the, the noise of New York Space. is like kind of to can just become. I don't know, New York is sometimes. I remember one time being, I was on tour nonstop, like one Black History Month. I think I had worked every single day of Black History Month mm -hmm. on, on a college tour. And I ended up in the hospital on an IV, dehydrated, oh because literally I was, that's all I was doing. I was just going from plane to plane to plane. And I mm -hmm. work like that now, but I make more money now. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to like do less gigs and yeah. still maintain myself instead mm -hmm. of working all February, all March, all, you know, killing mm -hmm. myself. So trying to curate things that like the money lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. So I can actually create art yeah. <laughs> as yeah. opposed to just trying to get a check for a gig. Yeah. Um, so your work is like, uh, it's, it's poetry, yeah. but it feels very hip hop to me. Yeah, like when I listen to it, it and depends. jazz, it's kind of like, it well, depends. how do you, how do you the new look book at your work? Isn't really hip hop at all. Like, so okay. my new book, we want our bodies back. Um, that just is, I signed to Harper Collins. It'll be hey, out March of twenty twenty. Hey. So I'm excited. It's my Very first time nice. deciding to give my book to a press because uh, you know I've been running more black press for since 1997. So I've been publishing. Mm -hmm. Published Saul Williams, first yeah. published. Yeah. No, but publishing people, publishing okay. Saul, so Williams, Saul Williams, first book, The Seventh nice. Octave. I published Saul's first book. I published Raz Baraka, The Black Girls Learn Love Hard, who's a shout out to the Mirror of Newark. I shouted, uh, published his first collection of poetry, mm -hmm. um, Danny Simmons. Mm -hmm. I published his nice. book and his paintings. So I've been publishing Asha Bandeli, who's my first woman on my press. I wanted to be my first woman on the press. Mm -hmm. And so been just ran, started running this publishing house and publishing my books through the press. But I... But I've been anthologized by everybody, Random House, Simon & Schuster. Yeah. You know, all the big anthologies have come out that are around poetry and contemporary poets and writers, Haymarket, like whatever, mm -hmm. um, rapey poets, anything that's come out. I'm in it, mm -hmm. the slam book, the slam anthology for the yeah. slam movie. I'm in those, but I had never given a collection to anybody. And I was working on my memoir, and my agent was like shopping the memoir idea. And I was like, if I'm going to sign with a major house... With a mainstream, with major distribution, mm -hmm. then it needs to be poetry first. So right. we want our bodies back is for Sandra Bland, okay. hey. and yeah, it's a powerful book. I wrote it a couple of years ago. I've been editing. I took okay. it like a year to edit it with my friend Brad Walron, who's an amazing poet out of New York City, mm -hmm. amazing human for you to interview okay. uh, in New yeah, York, just doing amazing work. And um, so yeah, I, I decided that I, I just we want our bodies back has to be all over. Like, right. I just got tired. I mean, as, a, as an independent artist, like, walking through airports and traveling to, like, Germany or South Africa mm -hmm. and different places and seeing all my friends' books and bookstores and not mine. Yeah, that's really powerful. Do you, is <sighs> it, how does the, how's that transition feel? It feels amazing because they're, they're very excited. Mm -hmm. the, um, my editor, you know, shout out to Patrick, is very excited. Yeah. 
Uh, the sales department is excited. They're releasing it during Women's History Month. Very nice. Right in the middle of a political campaign. Yeah. You know, that's very important yeah. in this country. Oh, my God. And so pushing my voice as one of those voices. And because often black women are overlooked. Yeah. Or they just pick the same two black women to represent all black women. Yeah. And so just... Yeah, and I'm not 25, so I'm not a millennial, you know what I mean? I've been mm. woke, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I was, like, what is woke? I, yeah. I was woke. We call it like, conscious, yeah. I was woke in 89, you know, I was yeah. out here marching for Malice Green when I was yeah. like 17 or 18 years old, so I've been or an organizer and activist. That came, mm -hmm. that just came naturally with being black and from Detroit, mm -hmm. like activism is just in your work, yeah. but we want our bodies back, I think it's a very, like, sunlight through bullet holes, which I'll have to give you a copy, I think it's much more of a... I mean, there's not a lot of, it's not as hip hop as the, as, as it, I mean, I'm a, a product, I'm a poet of the hip hop generation. I guess that's what it is. Like, I, yeah. I think, um, cause you know, of course I grew up here, like yeah. I was like, oh my God, you're like the most beautiful, <laughs> coolest lady out here. And we oh, were kids, you know, when come to these shows. And, um, you were, well, wait a minute, but I'm only 25. It's yeah, impossible. you're only 25, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also 25. Mm. We're the same age. I know that's right. You know, <laughs> we, were age. we were kids. God, I don't want to ever be 25. We I swear Can to God. you imagine? <laughs> I, I remember. No, thank you. <sighs> it was tough. But, Yeah. But hip hop, I was in the hip hop scene. Yeah, here, yeah. And I was trying to. We push get a lot my of respect voice. from the hip hop community, but a hip hop yeah. community, especially in Detroit, is like it doesn't really mean like mm. rap. You know, nah. it's like Brazilian grooves. You got Let's people go. like Dilla pulling in all these different sounds Come and on. drums, and really native. Yes. And it's it's kind of like um it's it, it's uh, I think Vicky Tobek says like post. Mm. You know mm. what we thought about hip hop or rap. It's just mm. something that's different. How what? So when did you start writing? Mm. I was nine. You were nine? nine ten, same as my son. Yeah. I watched yeah, King started writing probably around seven or What'd you eight. write about? Uh, death and birds and butterflies hey. and love and... Yeah, high school was all kind of more like I guess dark and like you yeah, know yeah, like just tough. thinking about the world and the death and love. It was like it's like always like love or you're death. waking up. Yeah. <laughs> and then then I went on to Michigan State and. Became a real serious activist that freshman year, okay. and then it just became different. You know, you go to college, you just like things just kind of open up. I'm in a yeah, campus of, of fifty thousand white kids, and I was like, oh, Represent. we don't exist. We don't exist in the state news. Like, oh, hold up, wait a minute. Oh, Farrakhan can't come speak. Wait a minute. So it just became. So then I came back from Michigan State, couldn't afford it after a year. Ended up going to Wayne State University. Okay. Became co-president of the Black Student Union there. Just so I became an activist. So you on were campus. have you've had a very like powerful career from the start. Like, do you remember your first works? Yeah, my daddy's my daddy's funeral. I read my first poem. It was called Breeze. I wrote it for my daddy. My daddy died yeah. in 1994, and I was asked to write a poem for my dad. And I wrote it the morning of his funeral. You did. I did. It's called Breeze. You it remember was in my it? first book? No, mm -hmm. I felt the breeze pass through, and I knew it was you. Yeah. It smiled at angels grin and something, something, something. Yeah, I don't know it by heart. But yeah, but it's about like this wind passing through. And I always like, and he truly like in a corny, you know, generic kind of way has been the wind beneath my wings. Like he absolutely. It's okay to be corny. Because that shit, that makes sense. It's, it's so exactly real. exactly what it is. He has been that. And so I, that, yeah. he died in 94. I moved to Brooklyn in 95. Okay. I put, packed up my pickup truck and was like, I'm out. out. Well, my mother couldn't stop me. My daddy, I wouldn't have never left him. Mm -hmm. Was he and an so, artist too? No, he was, yeah. but he wrote several different colored Cadillacs. No, but he what he was was um, independent. He never worked for, I never saw him work okay. for a white man ever or any man for that matter. He had Tom's Trucking. 
So mm-hmm. that's the tattoo I don't have yet. But my daddy completely shaped who I am. Okay. And I think that in my independent spirit, my refusal to just go to New York, win the Apollo, which I did in five months' time. Yeah, so you won the Apollo Stupid. five times in, in a row? Yeah. That's a record? Yeah. What, what, so what was that process like? How'd you, how'd you, did you just hell. show up? How, how did no, you end up doing it? No, it was weird. I was okay. at, so I was at Brooklyn Moon Cafe. I had oh, shout out to Mike. Yeah, that's my, my spot. My oh, my God. Cafe. That's my spot. That's is it just about still? Hey, what's up, Sh- what's I, up, Sharon? Hey, Baron. I, I went to see Mike when I was there. He was never there. When I passed by Brooklyn, I yeah. went to see Moshu. And Moshu gave me a dress. Yeah, nice. Yes, I love Moshu. Yeah. And I mean, I just love the people that are still there. And despite mm-hmm. Brooklyn being colonized Absolutely. at rapid speed, um, to see Brooklyn Moon and Moshu like still on Fulton Street, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm still at the crib. And doing well. Yeah, they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, doing Go really Mike, well. Yes. Yeah, doing Moshu really well. Yeah, they do the open, open mic. Um, uh, Shining, she, she's a, a musician. Okay. She hosts their, I think it's like the- Are they doing Friday nights again? It's two, I think it's the Tuesday of the full moon, the weekend full moon. I need and to just it's, like it's sneak gorgeous. up and be and do and just like do a Please reading there. Please do. I gotta do one of my book things is gonna have to be there. You got like it. Has to be there. Yeah. Because I mean that's where you know I got my stars. Why I met everybody, everybody, yeah. and so. I mean, so I was at Brooklyn Moon Cafe, and Maurice Dwyer, who's mm-hmm. in L.A., who's a film producer now, mm-hmm. um, was associate producer for the Showtime. And he saw me. He said, your poems, he said, you should go audition at the Apollo. Hey. And I was like, okay. I, I'll go to the Apollo because it was a black space. So I'm yeah, from Detroit. Man. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Harlem just, <laughs> Harlem's a, just dope. a small Detroit. It's yeah. like, you know, it's just like. Compact. It's just a compact D, and I love mm. it up there. I was like, this is where men got gay. I could find some gator shoes and a good dive hat straight up, up on yeah, 125th straight Street, up, yeah. right? So and some feathers. Like, yeah. Right. I was like, I ain't scared of no black people. No. So I was like, okay. So I did it kind of just as for fun. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So I went to audition, and then here come Maxine. Maxine, is it Maxine Waters? Maxine, uh-huh. yes. She came up to me, and she said, I auditioned. She pulled me to the side. She said, oh, my God. We're going to put you on the show. Hey. And I honestly didn't know what that meant. When she mm-hmm. said it, I was like, oh, I'm going to be on the show. I said, all right, that's cool. <laughs> and so then I went to do it because I love Brandy was there when I won. What? Paul okay. Mooney. Yeah, she's like, I love your poems. Uh, Paul Mooney was there. Lauren, the Fugees. Nice. The Fugees were there. Um, all kinds of folks were there. It was crazy. So I was like, I was a journalist at the time working for the Daily Challenge. So okay. I was there kind of like outside of it. Yeah. I was like trying to like write a story about what's happening at the Apollo. It was so silly. But you up in there, they're writing about you. Yeah, yeah but I didn't realize I was, I didn't expect to necessarily get booed off the stage, but I didn't expect to win. Yeah. There was a there was a group singing, these brothers singing The Temptations, mm-hmm. and they were throwing down. And I was rooting for them. I was like, they are so out cold. They yeah. are killing The Temptations right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. And they had all the dance moves, and there was a barking pit bull. A rapping dog that had been winning. He had won like three weeks in a row. How does that work? Girl, I got to see a video and of that. It was so funny because Dr. Dre, A Lover and Dr. Dre were on the radio at the time. And they brought the rapping dog on. And and I remember thinking like, there's a rapping dog winning the Apollo. Was he just like barking along Girl, to the beat? Girl, barking to the beat. Oh, okay. It was hilarious. He was barking to the damn beat like. Freestyle. Whatever. He was doing it on cue. Yo, he's like reincarnated. We got to find the video. It was so funny. But it was him and his brother. The dog and the brother. And so I beat the rapping freaking dog. That's amazing. And I beat everybody. I beat the team. Yeah. So I won the first time. I was like, what was that? Like, yeah. Steve, I remember Steve Harvey. I wow. used to Ray Chu and the crew. So Ray Chu and I are still connected. Yeah. Um, I even worked with, what's the sister? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm forgetting her name. That's so crazy that I'm forgetting her name right now. Everyone knows her name. This is what puts the hand over the head. To, oh, oh, my God. God. It's killing me right Damn, now. What the fuck no. is her name? Damn. It's going to come to me before okay. we're done. Okay. Um, so I'm connected to all of them people. and But um, and they were so happy. 
I remember them being very happy that I was winning. And I won the first time and expected to kind of just not win again. Yeah. And then I won again. And then I ran out of clothes. All I had were these ugly jeans. <laughs> and I was like, what am I supposed to do? They're like, you have to go back out there. So I begged them to let me... Um, do a different poem. I'd done Black Statue of Liberty twice. Okay. And it was, you know, it was black folks. They say it's supposed to be a new audience. They're supposed to leave and new people come in, mm-hmm. but they just moved their seats because they was like waiting for me to come back. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And so I came out. Like, so it was, of, it was packed? It was full? It was packed every single yeah. house. It was no. Yeah. Girl, that's when the Showtime at the Apollo was one of the biggest stages to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody, every artist did it. Mm-hmm. So it was like every major artist that had an album coming out, Wu Tang, whoever was mm-hmm. doing the Apollo. Yeah. And it came on at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And that's what's real significant why it really changed my life because of when it came on, wait staff knew me. Everyone that ran the train system, they came and said, are you that girl that's been on the Apollo? Yeah, yeah. Girl, Shirley MacLaine stopped me in Central Park. What? Said, I know who you are. Oh. I was like, you're Shirley MacLaine. What did that feel like? Weird. All of weird. Them weird. <laughs> Even like, I went past a Wu-Tang thing, and it was like, all of them knew me. Like, Jizza and yeah. I, uh, I remember Sons of Man, and all them guys, and Killer Priest, and I mean... They all knew KRS one. I mean, yeah. that's how Nas knew who I was too. Cause I, I went, I went on. Me and Nas's dressing rooms were across from each other. Cause I won five weeks. He was on there at the same time. We, I, as I came back as a guest. That okay. time I came back as a pro, as a pro. Okay. So I won okay. five weeks hey. ago. I signed to Chuck Sutton was my first manager. Okay. Rest in peace, Chuck Sutton. So I signed to the Apollo management. Okay. Cause I was like, okay, I'll sign up. I mean, whatever. I didn't know what yeah, was happening. Yeah, you were happening. just starting. My yeah. life just like went fast. Yeah. I turned down a couple record deals. So that was that. Once you once you won that. Your career yeah. just it, it just, just pushed, it yeah. Pushed it, like yeah. shout, yeah. Shout out to Black Spaces, yeah, yeah. You know absolutely. because it was I was really happy it didn't happen somewhere else, and because it happened there, it just I was just, I came to it real humbly, mm-hmm. and all I wanted to do was find a way to um, build the movement that I was around and give us more light. Mm-hmm. That's why I started publishing other people. Mm-hmm. I was like, it would be less interesting if I would have just signed a big book deal yeah. to some big white publishing house. Then it's not as interesting. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's build. I'm gonna build an institution around this, yeah. And like, let me put my friends on. And let's build a thing. Let's yeah. do, you know. And, what year um, was that when you started? 1995. 95. Uh, the, the words don't fit in my mouth came out in 1997. 97, okay. Saul's book came out. The Seventh Doctor came out in 1998. Okay. Then Sharice Simmons, Fast and Objects That Burn. And so I just never really stopped. I just kept going. Yeah. And um, it's thankless work, publishing. Like, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. I'm going to publish Brad Waron's book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm hoping to use the the publishing piece with uh, HarperCollins, Amistad, to make that a... A platform for other people too. Okay. So I'm so maybe do another wing of an it. An imprint of yeah. some sort. That, I'm I'm very interested in that. That makes sense. I'm sure that that would be fucking epic. Yes, I'm hoping so. Yeah. So yeah, there's that, be. and so I mean I've been having a look back. So now I've just always been recreating, like doing a lot of work with music. I recorded with Kareem Riggins. I performed Young Jeezy. Nice. Nas came like in 1999 when I did Nostradamus. Nice. And then, of course, signing with Talib was really uh, a really epic move on his mm-hmm. part. I was like, go, Talib. It's my yeah, best friend, yeah. you know? And I was just letting him hear this music. Because I was working on a rock and roll record. Because I was like, had fallen in love with Betty Davis mm-hmm. and started this thing called Black Women Rock. And right, I produced the yeah. first one in Atlanta. So can you tell Black- me about Black Women Rock? Black Women Rock is a... Serious movement right now. Yeah. Um, I want to be involved. I'm like, how come? Do I want to be involved? Well, come June 22nd, we're headlining okay. the Pittsburgh Jazz Festival. Okay, I'll come so through. So come to that yeah. August Wilson Center. Awesome. We would love to have you. You yeah, can come, come do a podcast. With Absolutely, all the women. I'll be there. I'm putting my calendar Don't right now. I love women like you. Just come. I love you through. too. Just come yeah. through. I'm gonna no. pull up in my car, get an oil change. Let's go. You're, you're on the media list. We got you. Like we, right, yeah. Great. So it'd be love. You can get Nick West is coming, Sates coming. I mean, Stephanie Christian's coming, Kimberly DeCole's coming, Cat Dyson's musical directing. We got Lauren Johnson on drum. It's bananas. Yeah. Leslie Vonner on trumpet. 
it's epic. Yeah. It's huge, and it's beautiful because it's black women loving on each other, and yeah. it's rock and roll. Yeah. So you know, I, I uh, have a band. Well, I'm, I'm not where I'm oh. hiatus right now. Yeah, it's called On High. I sing with a rock band. I sing Do with you? a proper black rock band. It's a very Wait, mixed band. Are yeah. you serious? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'll you, we have to talk music. more about that. Yeah. Because yeah, so yeah. Liza Kobe just did the show. I got oh Militia. She's great. Yeah. Militia's doing the show. Um, she destroyed Detroit. Like she yeah. is. She's the greatest one word for her, but she's just, she tore everybody out, you know. <laughs> she like me uh, turn people out like Joy does, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, who, who I love, Joy, who's one of my she's inspirations. Navasha Deo. You remind me of Navasha, my sister oh, Navasha. Yeah, Do you know Navasha Deo? No, I don't That's know That's your her. tribal sister. Okay. She's in, she's in uh, the Maryland area, y'all need I'll She's a healer. I'll have to link with her. You'll yeah. love her. Yep. Yeah. She was uh, the front singer for Fertile Ground. Okay, okay, A really yeah. amazing yeah. group. Um, and her and her husband split, and the, and the group dismantled. But Fertile Ground was, mm -hmm. whoa, yeah, that music yeah. was out of control. And Navasha was like, you know, the vocalist and mm -hmm. the energy and the front woman for that band. And so when she stopped doing it, I was like, oh, you want to come do Black on a Rock now? Because what I, want, what I do with Black on a Rock is support independent rock and roll artists, okay. independent women in general who are pushing their careers outside the box, who are mothers, who have made a living outside this country lots of times, yeah. traveling all over the world, sometimes away from their children and families mm -hmm. so they can make their art connect to communities and right. people. And so Black and Morocco is for Betty Davis. Okay. Yeah. So it's she's like our funk she's icon. Crazy. That she's, and crazy. I'm taking it yeah. to Pittsburgh where she lives. Okay. And she knows we're coming. Oh, wonderful. So we've been That's we've, we've been coining ourselves as the daughters of Betty. And so I know from an inside friend that she called me and said, Betty said, the daughters of Betty are coming. Oh, so she yes. knows we're coming. Yeah. So it just gives me chills. She's written to me. She knows That's we wonderful. exist. But I wanted to pay homage to a black woman who completely shaped music is unsung and is still was still alive yeah, yeah, so i was yeah. producing for the national black arts festival in atlanta i was like on the young producer team okay and i wanted to bring something different so i was like can i do this rock and roll concert i want to bring timur khali to the festival yeah. and imani azuri and yeah, divinity yeah, rocks yeah, yeah. and so i did it and they said yes and i did variety playhouse it was packed marcia jones was painting so at Live Painters, we did a talk That's with um, Jane Spooner from Afropunk. We showed the film. Yeah, right. I'm doing the same thing I was doing when I started it in 2004. Yeah. Ain't nothing changed. The only yeah. thing that's changed is... And nothing's changed. You said some, some new women. But the industry right. hasn't changed. Yeah. So there's like this void that's still there mm -hmm. because urban radio ain't playing no. the rock and roll. That they don't play very much of anything. They Listen. play a com couple of the same things right. that get in your head. Come and I think on. Uh, one of your lines was something like, you said that when you you might hear music on the radio and then oh. you can't get it out of your head for a few days, yeah. but the things that that really mean something stick with you for life. No, probably, yeah, it's not you know? something I would say, mm -hmm. and it's the truth. I mean, like mm -hmm. there's, I mean, and, and now we have like. Nona Hendrix on the show, mm -hmm. who's now done the show. I brought her to San Francisco. She's done Detroit. It's like her third time with us. You know, That's living amazing. legend. And so, yeah, and for her to say, yes, Jessica, what you're doing. And, and her, Nona produces um, her own events with um, women rock artists. Okay. The difference with my piece is that it is specifically black women. Mm -hmm. And I do that unapologetically. Yeah. And people are like, well, why black women rock? I said, because we don't get to do it. No. We and if you do, it's rock. like you're a token. It's like one. No. We, and it's yeah. nine to 10 headliners every yeah. show. It's like 12 to 15 piece orchestra in San Francisco. We had a whole nother set of sisters waiting to play with us in the Bay Area. We yeah. tore down Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. Want to get back to Oakland, but I am like my, it's like my two of my dreams come true. I'm talking to you are happening right now. Yeah. I'm producing Salt City 
which is this dreamy techno choreo poem that I've been dreaming about for years. And now I'm taking Black on a Rock home to Betty Davis. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here all peacefully and just like trying to unpack my boxes. My mind is gone because mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of actually producing this event. And it's crazy because I've been wanting to bring it to Betty Davis. I wanted to bring it to Pittsburgh so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and just there wasn't anybody in place to make it happen. And now Janice, the sister that's running it, we talked once a, a couple minutes over a second, she invited me to come do some poetry at August Wilson Center. I said, that's cool. Well, I'll come read some poems. Mm -hmm. All right, some money for that. Can You know I produce Black on My Rock, though. And so it's been a beautiful struggle, you know, because there's other things that sound like that <laughs> I out love there that beautiful struggle. Yeah, it is. Isn't it's it? been a beautiful struggle, you know, because everyone was like, well, why don't you have corporate sponsorship? And why? I said, because I'm a black woman. Like, it's not because I don't have a deck. It's yeah. not because we aren't, we can't fund things, can't, that, like, things can't get connected so to So they women. think that you shouldn't have a corporate sponsorship? No, they're wondering why I don't. Like, it's a yeah. magic trick. Okay, I'm like, well, okay. I'm, I mean, it's not like we're not out here. Yeah. And yeah. so if anyone's listening and it has like a, a couple million, like, we want to do a yeah. national tour. Mm -hmm. and, and we've been doing the show for very grassroots money. Like we're, we're all underpaid, and mm -hmm. me, me the most. <laughs> like mm -hmm. doing twelve. You're hats. doing it for the love of it. Doing it because yeah. it has to be done because yeah. we have to institution build. Uh, and I'm trying to keep these women in front of audiences, and mm -hmm. particularly like black. A lot of times they're not in front of black audiences. Right. So I'm doing yeah, it at the yeah. Charles H. Wright Museum at yeah, the August yeah, yeah. Wilson Center. Like yeah. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to show us our own community uh -huh. that doesn't support black women who play mm -hmm. rock and roll. And, and a lot so, of times we don't know because it's like you kind of, if you're a musician, you know, if you're like kind of in that world, course. you know, because you, you're playing the same places mm -hmm. and you support each other, you might work together right. on projects. But, um, you know, it's it's something different that I love that you're specifically, you have a specific mm -hmm. goal. Yeah. And, and that is really beautiful. My family... Um, they lived in Pittsburgh before they went okay. out to Compton, All you know? Right. So like my, my great grandmother, my great grandfather, okay. my grandfather and his siblings, they were, they're okay. Seminole. Yes. They're from Florida. And then they ended up in Pittsburgh, went out to Compton and then yes. started farms, you know, and like a printing it. press. But my grandfather came to, the, they all actually came from, to, from Detroit. Amazing. Yeah, they came to Detroit from Pittsburgh and then everyone went to California except for my grandfather. Wow. So yeah, actually I went to Pittsburgh. Um, I haven't spent time cute. there, but I've been there like, I drive. I'd be road tripping. I, love I was that driving you drive. back to uh, to. I was driving from here to New York, and then I just was like, I'm gonna go a different way. I'm not gonna take 80, okay. and I went through Pittsburgh, and, and I stopped, and I was like, This is hill. gorgeous. It's gorgeous in Pittsburgh. It's like mountains it's and mountains, rivers. It's industrial. Reminds me of Detroit. Yeah, it's it got does. Like the energy. It's not as black as Detroit. It's different. Right. But what it's is still, though? You know, no place. Yeah. <laughs> the dog is dark. <laughs> uh, that's how Salt City opens. So I would love for you to come. And, and witness this thing. Thank you, I'll be there. Yeah, and it's just, when you see, it's just like, and a lot of the black women, like I remember Nick West, uh, I'll never forget when she came to Detroit for the first time, and Nick is like, your height. Mm -hmm. She's gorgeous. Hey. You know, and yeah, but she had never been, she she said she'd never been around. I mean, she cried. I was crying. Yeah. She's like, I'd never been around black women. This is because we do a talk. Okay. So we'll have a concert and the next day we tell our stories. Okay, yeah. And the yeah, storytelling yeah. is the biggest I love, part. that's, I, as you can see, I love storytelling. You love, oh, you'll go Well, crazy. it's really important though. But, like, yeah. those are the, like, we're the ones that are carrying this knowledge. You have to talk mm -hmm. about it. You have to tell the story to keep yes. the stories well, going. Well, we could be your podcast on you know? that Sunday if you yeah. stick around. Yeah, I'll do it. Because the talk is amazing. Yeah, I'll do it. I would love to do that. Listen. Yeah. And so they're telling the stories. And Nick is talking about how she didn't, first time she'd been in a room with other black women and nobody was hating on her. 
You know, nobody was. It was mad love. It was like, yeah. hey, fine, six right. foot tall, bad come on, ass, player come on. Welcome to your goddess family. Like <laughs> yeah. we, that's how we fucking roll. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the more beautiful, the more talented, the better. Because it's Bring better. It. It's we have to, and we and we got We've been like so pushed apart from each other, and yeah. it's about all these other things. And really, like we are, we're super powerful. Like come the whole on. thing where. You know, women are talking about like, oh, not being able to work. We always did all the stuff. That's right. We always did all the stuff. My, all my, my aunts and mm. you know, all these women that raised me. That's they're right. they are strong. One of my aunts, she's she's a, mm. oh my god, Linda. She's she's always been my champion. Come like on. she used to just pick me up. Like we going to the movie. You know, That's right. you know. And and when I did a I did a mural project um with at YG Studio with okay. Ill and uh, Corona brought me in there. We did it for I my friend. I want you to come do a mural project. Yeah, I'll do babies. it. We can go see. I'll I will absolutely do it. That's so fun. I love oh doing God. it. The one night I'll see, I'll show you the film. It was um it was a short film made by my friend Terrell Groggins mm -hmm. who's out here. He's a um, photographer. Okay. And we basically I ran a three day workshop, Beautiful. and the first day was about morning you know because mm. my friend had passed our friend had passed mm. and then we did a mural in her honor and it was dope it was like okay. so many people just together mm. some people didn't uh know her some people didn't know me some people did yeah. but it was like this this whole this event thing. and i'm like this is it we have to be together and we have to make stuff together because right. if you look at media we're just like catty like it's snapping yeah. and we're not friends or we're it's like a guy. Right? Yeah, and in real life, part, it's a, it, this is what it is. It's enough. In real life, we, we yeah. can't do it without each other. We gotta, yeah, and in this like, community. You, yeah, you're, you're, you're a black woman, so you know the struggle of like the connection between other black women. It's been, it has not been easy for me. Mm -hmm. And I've had some women really betray me sure. in my life that made me go, oh, so I, and I'm one of those girls and women who has a thousand male friends. Same. So I have so, right. Hey I got, guys. Hey guys. What up? I love you guys. I love you guys. So, you know, shout out to dudes who are friends with girls oh, who yeah. they don't have sex with. Yeah, hello. But, hey guys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but if not yeah. for like, it's because my daddy and my brothers, I was real comfortable with men. Yeah, I was raised by my dad. So yeah, you know my dad. Oh, yeah, my father. Dad, my right. father. Come oh my on God. Now. With three little girls, one of my period, he was yeah, like, okay. <laughs> he just like, he just, he had me like embarrassed. It was most embarrassing. He like had a tampon and a pad. He's like, this is how you use it. Oh my God. My, and yes, you know, but he, yes, but he showed me and then he was like, I'm going to keep it under the cabinet. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. It's going to always <laughs> be there. That's it is when you need you it. You don't got to ask, you know, and then he had my cousin Didi um, really explain it to me. What's going on with your body. <laughs> oh, it worked, you know, so. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really important. It's important to support each other. Like I, I I'm super pleased to be here yeah. and, and yeah, be part of this community and, yes. and connecting with women like you. I, I'm completely honored. I love what you're oh, doing. You're amazing. Yeah, amazing. Your artwork is. I mean, I can't wait to put. Look, <laughs> you see, how I got like a hundred paintings on the yeah. ground here. Yeah, and I cannot wait to put something of yours on my wall. Thank you. Yeah, it's going down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, I was, I listened to your music. Like, Thank you. Know, you. Um, so you've heard the the work on Talib's album. You yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Talib, one of my favorites. Talib's label, my album. Yeah, John yeah, Dixon like, wrote that album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, dope. John Dixon wrote all that music nice. except for maybe. Brady yeah, I was wondering about the process. Do you? John how do you Dixon. do that? Do you write first, or do you guys write together, or is the music done and then you like jump in it, or that's, you that's know? Because funny. even the pacing of it is why yeah. I says kind of hip hop for me because, or it's not it's whatever it. you say it is. I don't know what it but is, but okay. I don't either. But oh. it was like I was like you kind of you're like almost rapping there. sometimes. Sometimes catch me if you can is very lyrical. Yeah, right? with the song with Talib, but Brady White did that, the bass player. Okay, so that's one of the songs I wrote to. So I hate writing to beats. Okay, and everyone knows that. I hate when people like I'm saying you. A beat. I'm, like, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> I, don't I don't want to write on no damn beat. And so, yeah. But Talib sent me some beats, 
and I wrote to that That's a very one. dope sentence. Talib, yeah. send me some beats. So, yeah, he sent me some beats. And so I was like, okay, all right, some tell me your beats. But John Dixon wrote, we how me and Jack Dixon wrote this album is that I sat down in a little bitty studio at Submerge, and we, I, he listened to me. He listened and he wrote yeah. the chords okay. of, the, of the piano around oh. the poem. And that's why that album worked. Okay. Because I have been trying... I was trying to do a rock and roll album when mm -hmm. me and John did that album. I was like, I'm doing this rock and roll album. I brought the band together. So yeah, I was yeah. on the third floor of Submerge. He had um, Mike then Mike Banks had the studio set up then, mm -hmm. and the deal was engineering. And so we had like a space. So I was like doing this rock thing. It just wasn't sounding right. It wasn't sounding right. I was like, this is not. No, it sounded good live, but recording wise, I was like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And so me and John got together. And he's like, Let me just, I just do your poems. And yeah. And actually, Jose James actually helped um, really, really like inspire that's, a lot of that work. Yeah, he's singing yeah. on "You Want Poems," mm -hmm. and um, Roy Ayers is playing vibes on that record. <sighs> that's so crazy. Yeah, I saw I'm, him in New York a few months ago. Oh, Jose's amazing. It was just crazy. The whole yeah. room was just like good. a big good. ass vibe. Was he doing the Bill Withers, or was he doing his um, own? His stuff? own stuff. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I, wait, I he. I was doing Black Rock in Detroit when he was down the street doing that's, the Bill Weathers stuff in Detroit. Crazy. I was really that is crazy. not happy about that. But I love him um, dearly. We're friends. And so I was influenced because I, I, I got introduced to him through Jules Arthur, a visual artist. And yeah, I know Jules' yeah, work. Jules. I don't so, know him, but I know so his I'm work. I'm in Jules' yeah. studio, right? Yeah. And I go like drinking, like I'm pretending to drink bourbon and, and looking <laughs> yeah. at his work. And we're talking. He's playing this music. And I said, well, who the hell is that? And he's like, that's Jose James. You don't know him? I said, like, oh, no. man. Who is that? So I researched and I started looking at his videos. I saw he was talking about Toni Morrison and stuff. I said, oh, wait, Toni Morrison. I said, he might read books. He fine as well. He might know me. So yeah, I like tweeted yeah. him. So because yeah. Bill Scott Heron had just died. So okay. I tweeted Jose and I said, you remind me of my Baba Gill. Keep going. Just some really general tweet. At that time, yeah. Jose was following the Dalai Lama and nobody else on Twitter. Stop it. So wow. if he was going to respond to me, it would have to be a public way. And he did. Huh. He was like, what's up, Detroit Red? Been a fan long time. Hey. And that was like, <laughs> it was just on. And then we became friends. And we I ended up recording for him um, a song called Call Our Names that mm -hmm. he, we recorded with him when he was on Blue Note. Yeah. Working on his first, that first second first project with Blue Note. And... Um, and I said, and he's like, well, I can pay you. I said, no, don't pay me. But when I do my album, I want you on it. So listening to him and Gregory Porter, yeah. like I was, I was always so fast paced, very hip hop, very political, very yeah. rowdy. And Black T is not that. Black T is like me pulled back a little bit mm -hmm. and me putting my heart in this. It was me thinking about, I was thinking about Phyllis Hyman. I was thinking about Etta James. I was thinking about Whitney Houston, who I love dearly. I was thinking about... Abby Lincoln and Billie Holiday. I was thinking about all these women yes. that we love after they gone, right? Yeah, and yeah. their voices, how they in inspire us and how I didn't want to go out. Like, yeah. I'm not going out like my sister Whitney. I'm not yeah, going yeah, out yeah. like Billie. Like, I, much as I, my heart been broken, I ain't shooting shit in my arm. I yeah, ain't taking yeah. no pills. I barely smoke a joint. Mm -hmm. I barely have it. Everybody know I barely, I, I fake drink. Like, I really, <laughs> none of that yeah. stuff works in my body. Yeah. I'm already gone in such a mm -hmm. different spiritual kind of way. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really need any help being enhanced crazy uh, or even chill. I just need a bath. Like, I just mm -hmm. kind of don't need those things. Tea is like enough. Yeah. I swear I get high on the Coke and yeah, like yeah. some Coca Cola. I'd be like, woo. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just me deciding as a mother and as an artist, I, I wasn't going to let that be my story. Okay. And so, Black Tea is really kind of about that. So, I wrote the pieces much more pace. And we got all kinds of coding in there. Like, John was like, mm -hmm. for, um, um, what is the song we have? It ain't like we don't or balance. Boom, dun, 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 dun. He was like, B, 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 B. Like, because the thing is with poetry, 
it, the the music is already there. Yeah, <laughs> the music's already in my work, mm -hmm. so no one has to like go it out is, of their yeah. way to find a beat. I'm no. like, no, the beat is in the language, yeah. and then you got to find a way to fit, you know, fit the music around it. And John Dixon is a master. Yeah. he did it. We're gonna do another one, so we're yeah. working on a new album. So, oh, I look, I look and he's the original. He's on the original composition for Saw City. So, That's so crazy. Yeah, Talib was like, call John Dixon. <laughs> I was like, he's like, I'm waiting on that second album, so Talib will put it out Okay, again. okay. And um, so I got to figure out what I want to do. I want to do a ghetto metal album yeah. this time. I do want to do, do a rock and roll album. Yeah, yeah. Me and Nick Speed got this song. I got a record coming out called Salt. Yeah, he said he's working with you on a couple not, tracks. Not for yeah. sale. Not for mm -hmm. sale is a bad track. Yeah, yeah. somebody got to be not for sale. And that's what, it's about Detroit. It's yeah. About, it's, that's, called, it's about the cranes. I love that. I it's love the that. crane scene. You have to come yeah. to Salt City. I'm making yeah. you travel. I travel. Well, I mean, that's what I do is make art and travel. Yeah. Well, June 13th is my opening night. June 13th to the 16th is four shows. I would love for you to see okay. Salt City. Yeah. Um, if people want to see it who are listening, it's saltcityexist.com. That's okay. where you can get tickets. Um, but it's four, three nights and a matinee on Sunday on the 16th. Um, but it's it's in 3071, Salt's born with a 909 heartbeat. And she travels through the electric forest. She falls in love with Ainku and follows him through the electric forest and can't find her tribe. So it's about all, it's about global conversation. You guys should see her face right now. <laughs> you just were like in space for a second. <laughs> like I was gone. Oh, yes. Because I am gone. <laughs> and that's what we do in Detroit. We just, I, that's how I escape being here. It's like, because yeah. I, I can really be anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And um, I, I just wanted to, well, you're like gorgeous. You're like a oh, freaking goddess. You. I'm tired. Um, well, aren't we all? Girl, what is sleep? Though. What is even sleep? You look like you my know. sister. Like, yeah, you look like, like my sister too. You look like crazy. Kendra so much. Yeah. It's so crazy. But you're Vasha Daya too, though. I know Oh yeah, oh, it's the tribe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're um you're Cherokee. Mm. Yeah, my family's Cherokee Indian. I don't know how you know that, but I am. Yeah, my family. I mean, you people. look Cherokee, and they're yeah. the they're the, the most powerful tribe. My family's honestly. Cherokee from Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. That's what the reservation we traced it was back to Georgia. Okay, but my family are indigenous and African people. Most a lot of my DNA was West African. Okay, um, so West African and indigenous. Mm -hmm. From the south, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm it's saying, a lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like sure. Cherokee, it's, it's indigenous people and Africans making babies. That's mm -hmm. the Moors, so mm -hmm. we Moors, and they're so funny because they did my DNA tests. And my dad's passed on, so I can't do it through my daddy's line, right. so through my brother's. And they did my brother's swab years ago, and they found traces. They said, well, if you weren't in Africa, where would you think it was Here. From? There were black people here. Yeah. Exactly. They were here. We well, were they here. Said, well, they found us in Portugal. And I was like, well, we're Moors, and we conquered Spain. We, yeah, we were here all over the world is a thing, though. Like, I'm trying to explain that to my child. Know, that it's the diaspora. The Africans yeah, were everywhere. Yeah, we were here. It, it, I mean, it was, it was like not even just African. It, it was like we were here. There, yeah. the, if you look at the indigenous peoples that yeah. were in Australia, the yes. people, even if you look at the Europeans, like back in the day, like they were, they were black people, you they know, were, but exactly. the people that have colonized us, they're telling the story. In a different kind so of way. So they're like, oh no, we brought y'all here. It was That's all in fair. Africa. You're like, like never nah. existed before. No, right? you know, because um, growing up, growing up as an indigenous girl yes. with, you know, I'm all the like, oh, that shit. <laughs> exactly. They used to tease me with all that stuff. Wow. And all my friends and in Detroit, all my friends are like, my grandma is Indian. And I'm of like, course. oh, so you Indian. Yeah. You yeah, Indian, you know, yeah, they and, don't yeah. know that they, they is, and all of us is, yeah. and that we yeah. just don't. Know. It's not. It's not a joke that there's Indian in your family. It, it, you know, me must have Indian, friend, but it's true. It's though. the truth. It's true. Yeah. Even like on my uh, dad's side, you know, I was asking my grandmother, um, rest in peace. She she passed two years ago. Both my grandmas, my mm. nana, she's uh, she was like, oh, I'm just I'm just black, and I was like, well, tell me about. That though, you know, and she, uh -huh. and what's your grandmother's name? Right. Her name's Chloe. I'm like she's African, so she exactly. she grew, she grew up. Um, they were in the uh, Carolinas of Virginia. Okay, you got know, and you. I know like there's the Lumbee tribe down there, mm -hmm. all the Algonquins, and they were up in up and down the East Coast. 
which is like, yeah. you can, and you see the names, even like the names, Massapequa, Come on. Shaniqua, hello. hello. I'm like, they're that. like, oh, y'all got these ghetto it names. I'm like, it those it are it our it names. names. Michigan, names. Mississippi. Come on. Yeah. So it's, it's really, um, it's really, it's cool that, that you're, you're embodying, you're, oh, you're embodied. just, a, the, the you're embodying it. The older I get, the more I look like my indigenous, like my grandmother looks very indigenous. Yeah. My, the only picture I had of my great grandfather, he was in full feathers. Yeah. So I look more and more, like the older I get, the more I'm just like, I'm looking, you're starting to look like into my, them. looking like my people. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking very indigenous up in here and very interesting enough because you think because you're not dark skinned that you don't look African. Right. And I was like, my people, my daddy looks so West African. I saw yeah. a picture of an indigenous man in, in Colorado once where he looked exactly, and he wasn't Cherokee, I don't know what, but he looked exactly, he might have been Cree. He looked just like my daddy. I cried. Yeah. But the high, beautiful cheek. Yeah. My father looks like, um, he looks like the Washington Redskin. Okay. The helmet. Are you kidding me? No, he he looks like, like if you look at his profile, everything, he looks like, like I'm like, oh, okay. Damn. Like we've been here. Damn. This is our land. And you know, even like with Michigan, we have this really, oh. I mean, there's such a tie. A lot of our families come from Mississippi, yeah, Alabama. Course, the south, the yeah. South. And we go back and forth. And I think that's just been happening. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, um, but we all had the Plains Indians. And then, you know, up north, you go up yeah. north. That's all us. Yeah. we Yeah. My family's uh, in Petoskey. My grandma, course. she's buried there. My grandfather's buried there. And then they were born in Charlevoix. So, and our, our the res that we're affiliated with is up there in Manistee. Okay. And then also in Traverse City, Little Traverse. I love it up there. Yeah. Me too. Now I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, Sleeping you know, bear. I want to get like oh, Sleeping Bear Dunes. It's a dream. You know the story of Sleeping Bear Dunes? I don't. It's tell me the story. Very I, tell, sad. I, tell, I tell everybody to go though. Yeah, it's um so there were bears, there was a mother bear and mm. then her her baby bears. Mm. They were going to cross the Lake Michigan. Okay. And one of the the babies got lost mm. and then so they stayed there and okay. then those were they turned into the dunes. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah, I know it's it's really that's sad. That's the story. I yeah, mean, that's I didn't the story know where of the dunes. It came from. Yeah, that's the story of the dunes. My family is um I'm a shaman in my tribe. Okay. And a sacred pipe carries so a uh, storyteller and a and a of course you Which are. is why I'm like, oh yeah, of course I have this like a oral work. history podcast. I want to tell all the stories and keep all the knowledge going, you know. I love and it. so my uncle uh Simon was an author and he I'll I'll share mm. one of the books with you. I'll give you one. Please. He has all these books of stories so my grandma would come and read them to us. So now I'm like, oh, this is actually a history of our oh. our bloodline. You know, and, you know, it's really important to, and, and Michigan is like, oh uh, yeah. Every time I it's get beautiful. here, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and people don't know it because they only think of like the city. But I was like, if y'all just drive, yeah, not far, yeah, right not there. far, You're yeah. Right there. But I took my son to Sleeping Bear Dunes. And mm-hmm. I took my me, my mother to go. She'd been living her whole life. She'd never been. I was like, my, is you need to go see yeah, the state that we live in. Michigan is 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 crazy. Yeah, it's really it's beautiful. Gorgeous. I would like to get a house up. Um, probably. Well, I mean, I'm like, oh, Petoskey, but I'm a city girl, so I'm like, yeah. I would have to go to like near Traverse City, like closer there. there. Yeah, get a little spot there. up there so that I can go yeah. there and work. I've been wanting to do it since I was a little mm. girl, and now I'm really close to it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah you get older. I'm almost fucking forty. Like this is the time where Just you're like getting started. Yeah, like oh, this is I can start doing that now. Yeah. You know. So now I'm, I'm like trying to, uh, not trying, I'm actually making the move mm-hmm. now where I'm like, okay, I'm well, in New York because I'm a New York. Visit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yes. I'm going to, I go up there, I go up there quite often. And, yes. I, and oh, my partner's in Jamaica, so I'm probably going to go up there. I was yes. like thinking Jamaica's that I was going to go back. Jamaica's place. That's another place. Ooh, Jamaica yeah, though. Calabash. Where do you go in Jamaica? Well, I've, I've been to Kingston, of course. I took my son to Kingston. Nice. And what did, did he think? He loves Jamaica. Yeah. He was like. <laughs> And he had his locks down his butt. Oh, brain, he had so. locks? Yeah. Yeah, he just cut them. So oh, really? Wow. His whole life for wow. 10 years. He broke, breaking my heart slowly. Um, I'm hoping he'll grow them back. He will. Uh, soon. But 
he cut them after 10 years, said he wanted to see something different. But okay. I took him to Jamaica, like, get with the rosters. He's going to change they his were, mind. Yeah, they're, yeah. But I've been dreaming about performing in Jamaica for years. And I finally got asked to do Calabash Festival. But I've been to like Montego Bay and the grill. I did mm-hmm. all the tourist stuff. And I really wanted to go to Kingston. So I took King there. But my favorite area in Jamaica is Treasure Beach. I like the rural area. Nice. It's Where's Treasure Beach? Like right off the seats, a couple hours from Montego Bay. <sighs> so it's south. It's like, yeah. it's the country. And it's. That's where they do, you should go to Calabash. Cal- the next one is Calabash. It's 2020. It's a okay. big literary. I'm oh, really? They bring writers from all over the oh, world. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, my mom was living Girl. in Jamaica for a few years. Uh, when I left Detroit, she I was living in New York, and then my mother and my stepfather, who's like my dad, he's mm-hmm. like my other dad, mm-hmm. and my sister, my youngest sister, they she went to high school there. So right. She graduated high school there. Okay. You know? And so we would go there. They were out of uh, Mobe. Nice. But yeah. Jamaica is special. It's very special. I it's, can live there. Yeah, I got it's, friends that have moved back there. They're Jamaican and they just mm. straight up live there. Yeah, I, I can absolutely see myself doing it and having another home there. Did you surf and stuff? I don't do that. Me neither. I'm like, nah, chill. Did you say surf? <laughs> yes, yeah, surf. She said surf. If I want to like, say on the record that I do not surf and I would never surf, my child probably so don't ask. will. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a been into water uh, in that way. I respect water and mm-hmm. I like being by the sea. Yeah. And I like to write by the sea, and I, I respect the sea. <laughs> yeah, surf is like, scary. I tried it the before. Currents it was are pretty terrible. intense out there, and I, I'm, I had to pull King out once. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not really good on the current. I thought and, I was gonna die out there once. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good on the dying. only time that I ever was like, and that's why I'm competitive. I, this is the only time why I was like, I'm about to die in the water. My dad's going to be so disappointed because <laughs> he thought <laughs> I so swim. I saw like things so my dad's like, me. my dad is going to be so... And I had gone out and, and yeah, it was like I, I uh, was... We were at Boston Bay and that's where mm. the surfers are, you know, uh, the Jamaicans, they teach yes. like surfing lessons. My really? homegirls were like all dating them, you know, so really? we're like, get surf lessons. Oh, well, maybe I would date a surfer. <laughs> Very fun crew. Tall, yeah, they were really fun. Surfer. They were really big. <laughs> they were like these big dudes carrying my friends it. around. And I was yes, like, I was yes. like, oh, I get why you like Boston okay. Bay. Yeah, that was. And one saved <laughs> me. I was go. like, was trying to swim back, and I was caught in the current. And then this guy pulled up on a surfboard, like, you need help? I was like, oh god, thank you. Oh my god, yes. I was like, please. So maybe I'll try surfing. <laughs> with the guy yeah yeah just try it yeah you can just get, I'm not but get someone it, to but I want to do it for you <laughs> yeah like just that. go down there and, and look cute and swing I know, right yeah yeah help. yeah 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 that's that's the stuff um but come come back for calabash yeah that's you will love good. it and yeah i, I, I want to i i'm 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 about time to go back down there yeah yeah it's beautiful i think it happens like in may of every mm. year and it's free so that's why i like it the festival like Damn, everybody can come that's my language it's free so yeah. you just come. Like it's not like you have to sign I love up. It's Jamaica. not yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I oh need man. The food, the sour sap. And we came so I came back to Kingston and stayed with the family. They saw me perform. I, I did some work at a school there. So nice. I was visiting, working at Calabash, but then I went to go course and go talk to a school, this yeah. all girls school. And big girls, those little girls knew my poems already. It yeah. was bananas. But this woman saw me and she said, I want you to come stay in my home in Kingston. I stay in the mountains. I didn't even know who she was. So she showed me the pictures and I was like, that's kind of weird. And then eventually I said, Jessica, you know what? Email that lady back. Try it, yeah. They're beautiful people. Try They're my out. friends now. We took King and they yeah. took care. Oh my God, he was so spoiled. Yeah, first, we start with the fruit. I mean, he woke up. Oh, like yes. That's Jamaica. Like, they're like, what do you want to eat today? Okay, you're yeah. like, uh, 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 yeah. fish? And they show up with like plenty fish. Plenty, everything. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, we baked these lobsters for you. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Listen. What are you talking about? And it was about? like layers of food. Every, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, the king has had enough food. He has to eat the fruit first, and then it's the thing, and then it's the bread. They're like, he needs to put on some weight. 
I, I gained weight when I was there. I didn't care. I was like, whatever. I'm about to be fat and Jamaican. I don't care. And so I mean, so that's you know, that's another place where I feel really. But I've I've felt comfortable in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Morocco, I felt very mm-hmm. comfortable. Where's your favorite place you've been? What's the? I mean, Ghana. Ghana. Yeah, I was just in Everyone's Ghana. going to Ghana. Yeah, yeah I went yeah. there in December. I did three shows. Oh, you I was were on tour there. Yeah, yeah. And King. Do you know Abrima from Studio One Hundred and Nine and Rosario Dawson? They have that. I was there. Yeah, yeah. I saw Rosario. Rosario when I was yeah, there. Yeah, I do fashion illustration. I work with them. I do, do projects you? with them. Yeah. Oh, no, King's got yeah. the. We bought the shirt. Yeah, I work King with has them. The shirt. Yeah, yeah. We. I, I worked on the preliminary illustrations for the CFDA award did that they won. Yeah, it went in production. Yeah, I went to their opening thing. They. I love them. Them. I love them. I love her. Another house party, and Brima just posted a house party uh, really? in Brooklyn. Yeah, she got a really beautiful space. Like you have, just a gorgeous space. Thank and you. Well, tell her to invite me to the one in Brooklyn. I'm coming. Abrima, yeah, I, I want to come. Totally. I came to your store in Ghana in December. Their clothing, their clothes. I, I, I have their clothes with me. I want to wear all of it. Well, King, there's pictures yeah. of King in the window. They have to show oh, you. Oh, great. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. King yeah. was there. King was at a grown-up party in Ghana, of course. Um, so I was there with King. So my, I didn't party that much, sure. but I was there with all the people because. Um, Everybody was there from Hollywood was staying. At the yeah, same hotel. we're at the same hotel. Yeah, so we all stayed at the same place. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty funny until I went to the. We went, of course, to the um, to Cape Coast and did the door no return. Sure, I had King had to do that, but we did an event in Jamestown. It was our community event. Nice. So King's grant paid for him to go, which okay. is really amazing. And we did an event that we thought sixty kids were going to show up, and a hundred came uh-huh. for King. He did his twelve and under super cool. That's poetry crazy. Like in Ghana, yeah. So that was amazing. Yeah. So a hundred kids showed up. So where King is like helping do the workshops and. And they have this brother Kwame, so it's like Ghanaian poets and me and King and like kids on mats writing poetry, and it was mm-hmm. bananas. And then King hosted the open mic, That's and then amazing. he did a reading, and then he did a sign. Well, you're doing the good work. Yeah. Thank you so much. I want to I want to uh, keep you uh, here, but very much longer because you have to want to see the film. Yeah. What's the film? Black to techno. Black. To yeah, techno. the yeah. sister. Yeah, and then Stacey Howex is spinning. So what's another like techno movie? This weekend. Kind of oh, girl. Yeah, and they're talking about women in techno, <sighs> which is why I'm very interested yeah. in showing up yeah. because my voice is a part of. Somehow I've ended up a poet in the middle of a techno. Well, you're from thing. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. mean, but the collaborations are real. Uh-huh. I have a song out with Drummer B, and um, and I, me and Jeff Mills and Eddie Folks actually have nice, a project nice. we're working on. So I'm very beautiful. Is there anything it. that you want to plug? And what are, what are your social medias and oh, all that I'm stuff? Oh, I'm so on Instagram. I'm Jessica Care Moore. Just Jessica Care M O O R. I don't know the. I think the E's there. Maybe not. Sure. But if you go Jessica Care Moore, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. And then you know, please like follow Black Women Rock. Black okay. Women Rock U with the letter U on Instagram. And yeah, if you're if you're in the Michigan, Ohio, Chicago, if you can if you fly, you know, like mm-hmm. my sister right here, right. and can fly everywhere, That's right. get a ticket and come to Black Woman Rock in Pittsburgh. Or get get a uh, get an oil change. Get an oil change. Get, <laughs> get them car, to check out your car and get on the train, road. Yeah, you know what train. I'm saying? Like, you know, and come to um Salt City. Salt City opens June 13th. Um so if you go to JessicaCaremore.com, okay. everything is there. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, welcome yeah, back it. to the D. Yeah, what up though? <laughs> what up though? So, uh, yeah, thanks again for joining me. I'm really so I'm really honored to have yeah. you. I, and I told you I conjured you up. I was like thinking about you. That's I was crazy. someone was like, "Do you know Jessica?" I was like, "Yeah, but I don't. You know, I ain't never sat with her." And then you you walked in. You got Scorpio psychic. You walked in. <laughs> I, I was like, it. "Oh, hi, yeah, uh, hey, girl." <laughs> I was just talking about you. With YG. Yeah, with YG. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh That's man, how it works, Detroit, girl. Detroit. I, come on. On. This place is magical. It is magical. And I, oh gosh. City. I'm about to the cry. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. Uh, thanks, you fucking rejects. Until next week. What up, though? Meow, meow. No, 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 no. No.
reject 